I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, 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 leavers, believers, and everybody else on the giant rainbow of church abuse, welcome back to Leaving Hillsong. My name's Tanya, and uh, if you did see this title and you were thinking, hmm, I've never left Hillsong, this wouldn't apply to me. I got a really lovely mail from Shannon at the Glorious Things podcast that said, Hi Tanya, I've been listening to your podcast this past week. It's heartbreaking and the people you're speaking with are so amazing. It's really gutted me to hear these stories. My friend and I have our own stories coming out of a Southern Baptist upbringing in the deep south of the USA. And we appreciate you bringing the abuse of people through church to light. So that's from savannah georgia and you know a lot of this stuff is same same so thank you shannon and the glorious things podcast make sure you guys check it out now in hillsong news there's been a rearrangement of leadership just uh, quietly during the week the new chair of the global board of hillsong is dr stephen crouch now that's his official name uh his real name is donna's husband so a long time ago when i was a teen donna quinn was our youth leader and she was just an incredible example of a 
strong, single, self-sufficient woman who was just living life. And, you know, she was a real role model at the time, especially for the girls. So that wasn't good enough. So she was berated from the stage week after week after month until she finally found a husband because she was sort of hitting something like 30 and, you know, pretty much ready to get put out to pasture. So Brian made sure that she felt bad enough until she found a husband and his name is Dr. Stephen Crouch and he's now the global chair. So we don't know exactly what went on behind the scenes or how things were decided rather, but that's what's being decided. Joining Dr. Stephen Crouch, who has a doctorate of business administration from Macquarie Grad School, is George Agajanian, Gary Clark, where is Gary? Russell Dacre, I think that's how you say it, Philip Denton, Philip Dooley, Darren Kiddo, Nabi Sali, and that one female, Tulu Batters, who also has a PhD in finance and represents all the women of Hillsong globally. It's been deemed that the elders will oversee the board, which is not what George had previously suggested would be the go. We talk a lot about the audio that was leaked from the meeting of the 19th of March, uh, the Zoom meeting, and you'll find some goodies on the Leaving Hillsong YouTube channel if you haven't visited there. The audio and uh, some videos are there for your perusal. So check that out. I will upload all of the relevant materials sooner rather than later, mainly onto the Facebook page because I just think it's not what Instagram does. I don't know. I'm your mother, so I'm not using whatever tweet deck technology is social media right now. We're going to look at some of the up-close and personal Houston material that came out during last week. So jump on into the conversation, kick back and enjoy to be a Houston. Hey, Grace. Hey, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. What's news? What's going on? Oh, not much. <laughs> I just, yeah, a lot, look. There's been just a lot happening. I can't believe we're almost halfway through the year. So yeah, big, big changes in Australia at the moment. Yeah, we've got a new government as of last weekend. Yeah. A couple of days ago. So we'll see what changes lie ahead. Yeah, lots of organisations have been in caretaker mode, waiting for a new government and then obviously looking at what the implications are of policies and funding and things like that. Look, it was a very close win, I heard was only okay. like 1.5% of votes, so, so it'll be interesting. Well, we don't have a Pentecostal in charge anymore. We don't have anyone that closely related to Hillsong, so that should make a significant change. It wasn't that long ago that there was a fight to get Brian Houston to the White House dinner, so. Yeah, and I think as well everyone's been very conscious of that bias and can't help but keep referring back to it which yeah. uh, we, are, yeah. we, understand. we understand well he was very insistent scott morrison was very insistent on having his his mentor accompany him and then you know insistent on not talking about it so it yeah you no know, he made it a bit of an issue yeah no it baffles me too just thinking about that you know every year would have an election i mean church would would have a lot to say about that which you know nowadays you're just thinking why why would they ever 
mm. trying to influence mm. votes, you know. Surely they had a political interest themselves. So mm. Mm. I guess to start off, I'm going to, we've, I've got to correct some information, um, well, or some theories that uh, we put out last time, which was that former senior pastors Brian and Bobby Houston were in Seattle. I couldn't have been more wrong. They were actually in Munich. And uh, the reason for that, we're not entirely sure. But yes, that was that was a guess that went um, wrong. So, and I, I think they're traveling on. Have you? Were we um, suspicious that Brian was like addressing his drinking, or? Well, there were rumors that there was a treatment plan in place, but yeah, don't know, don't know, and you know, having been so wrong last time, I don't know if I'd hazard a guess. Yeah, well, I think one thing we do know is we've got the, you know, he's got his ongoing court case. And is it the Commonwealth going up against him or I don't know who it is, Brian Houston versus what, the people? No, it's a New South Wales state crime. So Okay, yeah. Yeah, under the crimes, yeah. Act, I think, yeah. Well, all we know is he's definitely, you know, that's continuing, you know, so. <laughs> Concealing a serious indictable offence is the charge and sort of gets you wondering if that's how they dealt with the most public case. You know, if if that's how they handled it, it just makes you wonder how they handled more low-key cases that weren't in the media and what kind of other stuff. Yeah, and we know that certain, come out, certain yeah. cases pop back up, which we'll get we'll get to yeah. in a bit. Well, I mean, it would be remiss of us not to go have a little bit of a a look at the reactions of the children, which we've done previously. And then about a week ago, an article appeared with some leaked emails from Laura Houston, Laura, Laura Tognavalu, Brian's and Bobby's daughter, and also from Ben, their son. So we thought we'd go through them just to see what the reactions were of the kids. This is right after the meeting on the 19th of March this year where Phil Dooley, who has then by then become the acting pastor, senior pastor, addressed up to about 800 people in a Zoom meeting to let them know that there'd been indiscretions on the part of Brian. And we've got some audio of that too, but there were some very strong reactions from, from the kids. So... Let's jump to the article by L. Hardy from the Saturday paper. Yeah, sounds good. So what's happened is, you know, they've just kind of orientated us to, you can look at the saturdaypaper.com.au to get the whole article. They kind of just start off with, you know, revisiting what was a highly charged staff meeting by video link. And the contents of that was leaked by Crikey. And it says, It appears what statements made in this meeting are what prompted the Houston's youngest child and only daughter, 35-year-old Laura Tognavalu, to email Hillsong board members two days later. So she's emailed Hillsong board members. Anyway, she writes this, quote, I write this with tears soaking my pillow and the utmost gentleness and humility of heart. I've never lost anyone truly, truly near to me. So I can't say I know how that feels. She wrote in an email obtained by the Saturday paper 
She continues, quote, but I think public humiliation might be the worst feeling in the entire world. And as a Houston family, we have endured brutal humiliation endlessly for the last 20 plus years. <laughs> I just looked at that and thought mutilation, <laughs> brutal mutilation. Anyway, no one being more defamed and humiliated unfairly than my father. Although Tognavalu's husband, Peter, is the member of the Australian Hillsong Board, Laura, a youth pastor with no official senior role, complained that she was given no warning of such communications concerning her parents. Quote, I've made it very clear this week that I wanted to be kept in the loop so I would know what to expect. I've never asked for my father's transgressions to be covered up or hidden. No one wants that, not even my mum or dad. Not even my mum or dad. What do you think? I mean, if, you know, it just sounds like, you know, if anyone would be in for a cover-up, it'd be them and they don't even want one. So she's being really fair here. I also think, like, she wants to be kept in a loop. Like, sorry, but that's not how policies work and our processes with complaints and following those through and, you know, making announcements for things. Like, just because she wants to be kept in a loop doesn't mean they've got any obligation to her whatsoever. It's a company. They don't have to let, you know, daddy's little girl know what's going on at no, work. But it's daddy. Right. It's her birthright and she's an heir to the throne. This is what we mean by the nepotism, right? And she doesn't get it. That's the fascinating part. Well, because everything, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Everything she's got in has been because of her placement within the family. So, you know, it's very bizarre that she would, you know, demand this and then kind of point it out that this hasn't been followed. Michael requests haven't been followed. So I wonder who's leaking these because these are fairly personal. You know, if this is to the board, it's a limited number of people that you would think would get access to reading it or copies of it. Exactly. Anyway, it goes, Laura Tognavalu called out the judgment she felt from friends, elders and board members. While she acknowledges in her email that Dooley had been thrown in the fire and was doing his best, she takes aim at language he used to describe her father's alleged conduct. Interesting. Dooley told the staff meeting that anyone who came to the church should not be subjected to any form of abuse or harassment and added that we're deeply sorry for those victims and for what they've had to go through and what they've had to endure. To this, Tognavalu said in her email, I pleaded to not use words like victims and harassment. But again, those were the words that we used this morning at church. Perhaps I will never recover from that cruelty. She says her beloved broken dad was made out to be a predator in front of the church hierarchy. Well, I mean, I mean, is that the... You don't need to Shakespeare, honestly. On every single word that's... They are victims. What What is she trying to point out here? The crime wasn't that bad and, oh, no, this isn't harassment? Well, I mean, Phil says here, you know, make it right. And that has been past Brian's heart. Um, I think the only other thing, George, that I have that I've just choked my mind is that this woman in the 2019 scenario uh, asked for, after this whole incident, asked for her this uh, woman conference said, fee returned and her um, kingdom builders. Yeah, and she asked for that back. And, again, I, I asked Brian 
with remorse said, I don't want the church to have to pay that. I will personally pay that because of his desire to acknowledge where he made a mistake. Okay, so. And I would just ask that you guys, I'm going to hand over to George, may have some further comments, but I just ask that we would all pray for anyone who has been a victim of any form of harassment or abuse because it's, it's not right, it's not fair, it's not who we are as a church and we want those people to feel like they are welcome and loved and cared for in our church. But we also do want to pray for Pastor Brian and for Bobby. Okay, that'll do. So that's from that um, meeting on the 19th of March this year. So, you know, that's that was a good statement to make, but Laura would prefer that hadn't come out as well, I, I guess, so that her father doesn't look bad. Yeah, there's interesting responses. This is about reputation, isn't it? That fairy tale stuff going on. I, I, I don't know if if they understand how how serious how serious this is, and this is a large international corporation. Well, you know, we we still we still, and I'm going to keep saying this to the cows come home. We still haven't gotten the full details of those incidents. We know that there's been yeah. a woman in a room with him for 40 minutes. We know that as well, the likelihood of this having more than just those two isolated incidences with 10 years apart is very, very unlikely to be true. They are not just random instances that are happened rent, like you know, that happened by circumstance. It was an opportunity. He approached it, it was presented to him and Obviously, there was a grievance. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm not going to say that people can't stuff up once or twice, but uh, you know, people will. People will, and there's isolated incidences uh-huh. of crime issues that happen all the time throughout throughout history. However, we know that there is a significant level of power with decades and decades of working within this organisation where his scope and role and power and authority has only ever grown you know we we were talking I don't know in another podcast about how you know power is generally distributed even with the most powerful people seemingly in the world aka a prime minister or president there's always a rule of two terms or three terms maximum yeah they can't be the ruler of a country you know and Brian's been the ruler of this mob for what 40 years yeah, not not quite, but he's been in the organisation for forty years, and he's only ever grown. So, and he's in a multinational, transnational organisation that doesn't pay taxes to its countries, and it appears to generate a lot, a lot of income. If you're looking at someone with their own, you know, looking at Brian as a profile in themselves, and then thinking about the crimes committed, and look, we're not just going to treat these two as a, a harassment crimes isolated at all because we know that he's also being faced with the crime of concealment we know there's also been multiple numbers of allegations coming up of crimes that have occurred um, within Hillsong Church and possible further concealments so it's all connected the writer L Hardy is quite clear about it after Laura says all I asked for this week was that mum and dad would be given the dignity they deserve it's, is she writing a complaint 
to the company, not protected but given dignity. Well, thanks, the writer says, while Tognavalu's email primarily focuses on her own anguish, it is believed the sentiments of betrayal and anger by other... Yeah, well, then it goes with other members of the Houston family. So it says, Who've lo- who have long and... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Well-documented distrust of the media. Right. They've been using the Instagram accounts to defend themselves and reflect the difficult period they're facing. So now we're jumping from Laura now to Ben, and it says, you know, in response to Laura's email to the board, her 40-year-old brother, Ben Houston, echoed her sentiments and took particular exception at the board's treatment of his mother, Bobby. Now, I find that interesting. Surely it looks like maybe he was CC'd in all of this and maybe Laura added, you know, you know, well, Ben and Ben and he was, he was on the global board. Yeah, she must have included. Well, if he's on the global board, he would have got that. Two, he has since resigned from that. Yeah. It says, quote, I FaceTimed my mum for the longest time, who was not given the decency of a heads up or preparation as to what was about to take place in that staff meeting, he wrote shortly after Laura's email. Can you imagine? She was muted and not allowed to give pertinent detail that was missed. Hmm. She had a deepest anguish and pain as a woman and spouse and mother and grandmother laid out before 800-plus staff, wow, that's a bit full-on, and media, meaning the entire world without a heads-up. I I do not believe that's true. I just do not believe that she was kept out of the loop. They, you know, when they... No, they made it, they they didn't, didn't feel say they had meetings. Yep, yep. When it first happened, they had meetings to let them know what was going to happen. It, but again, again, not getting the gravity of, of the situation. He no, said, and it's focused on their family and what is this doing to their family because of everything that they've created, the kingdom they've created. So the kingdom has kicked them out. Yeah. Um, well, you know, for a short amount of time at least, we think, whilst all of, you know, Brian's 
buddies are still in there working hard or hardly working who knows but his grip on that place doesn't just disappear you know again ben says that you know they've they've made brian houston sound like a sick and twisted predator victimizing and abusing people all while he faces a court case that and that's so outrageously unfair and then he says and this guy's a pastor like let's not mistake that he was leading the church in LA for however many years he says oh and prior to that was a youth pastor and campus pastor so I mean you'd want to think he'd be schooled up in this he says that our senior pastor made mistakes it's unacceptable there's no denying that He says to be a Houston is to be praised on one hand and humiliated on the other hand. What is that? What are they, Kardashians now? But all this was okay because he saw the kingdom purpose. He says, well, where's the kingdom purpose gone? He says what is happening to the church is happening to his father, his family, his wife, his children. I can only pray you realize all realize what you are doing. When did we lose our purity and Christ-like characteristics and qualities? He writes, we have become like the crowd chanting Barabbas. Is that how you say it? The, for the Barabbas, yeah. They chanted for and, and traded Jesus for. We've become the person in Matthew 7, 3. Not uh, just accusing, not- but destroying the person with a speck in their eye. We have become everything that the Old Testament? Yeah. So- yeah. So- Everything Old Testament, which a friend of mine said to me, that's a bit on the old anti-Semitic, isn't it? I mean, a hundred percent. But also, Old Testament so God is still purity. God. What do you mean purity? His his dad. Mm. You know I mean, like, what? None of this has been pure. Like, I I don't understand. Like, you know, Brian giving money to AHA to compensation for his father's like pedophilic behavior. Like, yeah. how is any of this? So you just say, yes, I accept. I've done the wrong thing. Oh, no. There's invested interests here that are clearly not pure at all. It's just about personal gain. Well, I mean, to why these kind of things are relevant is that, you know, this week there was the announcement of this is going to get very real very quickly because Anna Crenshaw, who some of you may have read about or seen in an interview is taking Hillsong to court on a civil basis which really changes things up the supreme court that's actually that it's actually been heard in okay let's have a look because it just happened yesterday Um, 24th of may so the australian reports a former student of Hillsong who was indecently assaulted by an employee is suing the australian branch of the global megachurch in another blow to the organisation that has been left reeling over claims of founder Brian Houston's alleged role in covering up historic child sex offences. The action has been brought in New South Wales Supreme Court by former Hillsong member Anna Crenshaw, who was assaulted by a married employee of the church less than two years after she moved from Pennsylvania to study at Hillsong College in 2016. Now, she says she told the church about the assault in 2018 but was made to feel she was at fault for raising it. Hillsong, let me tell you, if everybody who has felt that way took you to court, wow, good luck. Five months later, she told her father and only then did the church go to the police. Um, Her father's a pastor back in the US and 
has been a very strong support for Anna. Yeah. Mays pleaded guilty to indecent assault at Penrith Local Court on, in 2020 and was sentenced to a two-year good behaviour bond. The church defended Mays, failing to dismiss him and releasing a statement that said other recollections of the incident, quote, did not fully corroborate Mitch Crenshaw's version of the events. Mays' father, John Mays, has been the head of people and development at the church for almost 15 years. Then global head, Mr. Houston, launched a defence of Mays. Quote, one thing I do know is we're not talking about a sexual predator here, he said on stage. Jason Mays, who indecently assaulted Crenshaw, said, we're talking about a young man, a young married man who did something stupid, got much drunker than he should, which is an issue we've got to keep addressing, and got himself in a bad situation, Brian said. That's it. This lawsuit is the latest setback for a church that has lurked some from one crisis to another, testing the faith of Hillsong followers, who include Justin Bieber, Courtney Kardashian, and the former Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. That's a big step in a new direction because I can tell you countless cases of people who've raised issues and been made to feel it was their fault and then were criminal or not, but there's too plenty. Scared. Plenty. Sorry? And they were too scared. They're too scared. Everyone's too scared to. Well, yeah, but when they have complained or asked for behaviour to stop or have been, you know, made to feel like it was their fault, so... It says Ms. Bosch recalled an incident where she claims the church refused her to allow to put a report in a 2013 child abuse case because they did not want to involve police. You know what? This is flipping true of their attitudes and their culture. I've had enough people tell me things about Safe Church, about them. What's Safe Church? Sorry. Church is the little. I guess you could say department within the church where they set up apparently their child protection gurus. And instead of going straight to the helpline, which most organisations would say do a mandatory report, use the decision-making tree to help you make a decision about abuse or neglect towards a child and the imminence of the risk. And then you put a phone call in to the child protection helpline and what I understand of Save Church is a little department within the church where they're actually filtering all of that. So they've got complete control over whether a report gets well, made. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're not child protection specialists. They're not social workers. They're not people who've been trained and worked in those government departments. They're just a bunch of people who've, who are meant to take in a complaint or allegation and then make a decision of what to do with it. I have had conversations with people and volunteers in the past where I've said you need to call the Child Protection Helpline. They are that convinced that, no, that's not the process. They have to go through Safe Church and Safe Church said this, when actually that's against the law. So any, you know, yeah, you just, there's no no such thing against the law. Well, there's no such thing as a policy of an organisation overriding what Child Protection legislation is. okay. And the processes to make a report include any random public member of the community as well as organisations that work within the system. Now, I've worked in organisations where team leaders or managers might say, please refer the concern to the manager to then help make a decision. Although that is policy, if you're standing up in a court of law and you were told you were aware of the abuse and you didn't do anything, the Royal Commission has 
significant amount of cases where this was the case, where they said, well, the team leader or the manager told me not to, but then they get questioned on the stand saying, but you did know this was a form of neglect or abuse that you knew that was occurring. Why did you stop there? So, I mean, people still don't understand the significance of that legislation. And obviously Hillsong have thought that they will take the matter into their own hands and that when people have gone to make formal inquiries to subpoena and to question people about situations that have been reported to Job Diction Healthline about people and volunteers in Hillsong, they have come up against a lot of barriers, let's say, and red tape. But, yeah, they are the formal department that you're meant so, to go So, I mean, are you, so are you sure that they are making those decisions and it's not just the department that processes child protection reports? You, you, no, the, the Safe Church is literally the policy. I mean, you can Google Safe Church Hillsong and you can look at what they do. And they are about safeguarded children that and young people that, you know, that, that attend Hillsong services and, you know, programs. And they are, yeah, they, they, are, the, they are the point of call for any volunteer or, or, or work, worker employed by the church to um, address any of their concerns. Yeah, and also they need to be, like, making sure the working with children's checks up to date and things like that. But funnily enough, it's pastors who apparently do the check an interview, which I find a bit odd. Wow. What? If it was a child protection department, it should be a child protection team doing the working with children's check and making sure all that's, you know, up to date. But what it says here is Miss Bosch recalled an incident where she claims the church refused to allow her to report a 2013 child abuse case because they wow. did not want to involve police. That's right. They said, you don't, you never want to do that. We don't talk. We don't involve the police. That's not the way that Australia operates. She said she was told by staff. That's from Yolandi Bosch, yeah. So because it's added, it's added that she, you know, she was a student in 2012, and I guess they've just included that in the in the article to, I guess, corroborate the issues that have have occurred in regards to concealing crimes in general. And funnily enough, most of this has got to do with either sexual crimes or oh, yeah. abuse, neglect of child children. Mm. So mm. purity culture, right? That's a whole other topic. Oh, yeah. And we, we got to do that one. I think if we want to really summarize, you know, the most recent letters that have now been leaked and presented to us on articles with, you know, with Laura and Ben, I mean, this is like continuing our previous conversations about family, about you know, the Houston kingdom and it coming down. Well, we, we know there's some really clear bias and attitudes there and we still have a lot of people who are very involved and who it would be great to hear them speak out about these issues. You know, even coupling up with just yesterday's, you know, Supreme Court case and having Crenshaw really take church, you know, to be accountable to the law is really, for me, I think we really need to, yeah, I guess consider the reality of that. You know, there's ever obviously going to be developments and slow going or, you know, hot and heavy. There's going to be a lot of information that's going to come out in times to come. But it sounds like overall so far the Hillsong Church is just the wheels are still turning and Sunday is still happening. So yeah. Yeah, Sunday well, Mass is still going on. So I guess it'd be good to come and discuss a bit about our experiences you know, in lead up to all of this crashing and burning and especially yeah. around COVID. 
yeah. I think it'd be really good to like unpack a few more of the cultural ideas and oh, attitudes. If throughout the church around the world and throughout these mega churches, if people started seeing the abuses perpetrated against them as crimes and not as sins, and if they, you know, if they learn to report and not just repent, the church should be on the, on its knees. Yeah, there is yeah. no. They, they've gotten away with so much for so long under the guise of blame the sinner and force people to repent. But wow, yep, would be like a fire through the places. Just incredible. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. We'll see All you right. soon. Talk soon. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to To Be a Houston on Leaving Hillsong. Tell you something about Grace. You know, she works in a tough role and uh, she's got quite a few things going on in her life and she pushes through to really try and bring information and perspective to this podcast and she's a pretty courageous character for doing that. There's not many people that are doing it and, you know, this is where I would encourage you to get in touch. This is a group effort. This isn't a Tanya show. This is called Leaving Hillsong. So... It would really be great if more people could get in touch and share their stories. Just have a chat like you hear about your perspective, what happened. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, my story isn't that bad. But I'll read you a quote from a text message I got today from someone who was a member for over 10 years. They said, the most successful thing Hillsong and CLC did to me was convince me that I'm alone in this world aside from an imaginary friend in the sky. Now that I don't believe in the friend in the sky, I feel just alone. And he went on to say, knowing you're out there and hearing your voice in your podcast reminds me that I'm not completely alone in this world. So please share, subscribe and please join in. It's pretty laid back here as you can hear. I'm doing a lot of this work a lot of the time. So if you want to drop by and support this work, which... This same man and I were talking, we're starting to really think that it's tens of thousands of people around the world that are affected. These are huge numbers. So like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, drop by Patreon, drop by PayPal, wherever you want to support this show, support this work, please do. It's turning into such a rich tapestry and got a feeling grace is not going to be held back for much longer. And so that's really cool because you have pretty much witnessed a live demonstration of how long it takes somebody pretty anonymously to get comfortable with sharing the extent of what they've been through. I mean, I know her, she's come to the house, I've seen her, but I don't know her whole story. And that's because there's a lot, there's a lot for a lot of people. So don't feel alone. At least you don't have to be a Houston And that's us. Stay safe. Stay in touch. There's lots more coming up. Keep being kind to each other. And keep leaving Hillsong. Talk soon. Bye.
planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.